is La Nina affecting this year's hurricane season? You get less wind shear, which makes it more favourable for hurricane formation. And it's very likely that we'll see more named storms coming from those tropical waves over the coming days and week. Naming storms, why do we do it? There's a really serious piece here about risk communication, and that's how you inform and engage people around something which might really affect them. And what's in store for the weekend weather here in the UK? Chilly starts to the weekend in some places, five to seven degrees Celsius in a few sheltered spots, but a bright start, plenty of sunshine. It's Friday the 4th of September, and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and this is Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Last week we covered the landfall and devastating impacts of Hurricane Laura. Since then there has been another two named tropical storms across the North Atlantic tropical basin. It's also now a very active season in the West Pacific. Here's Helen Titley, Met Office Senior Weather Impact Scientist. Typhoon Haishan formed on Tuesday um, several hundred miles south of Japan and it's moved northwest over warmer than average um, waters in the West Pacific and so it's gathered strength and actually it's now rapidly intensified so that it has um, maximum sustained wind speeds of 155 miles per hour and so it's been upgraded to a super typhoon by the Joint Typhoon Warning Centre. And then it will have a potential landfall, likely still as a typhoon, on Monday in South Korea. And South Korea is still cleaning up after Typhoon Mazak, which made landfall just a couple of days ago. It's also peak season for hurricanes, which is across in the Atlantic, the Caribbean and Eastern Pacific. And really, we're breaking records because we're already up to O in terms of named storms. Yeah, so Hurricane Nana made landfall yesterday on the 3rd of September on the coast of Belize as a Category 1 hurricane and has led to a lot of uh, damages to plantation crops in Belize and also very heavy precipitation across Guatemala as well. We've also had Tropical Storm Omar, which formed off the North Carolina coast. But the significant thing here is just how early it is in the season to reach our O named storm. So the previous record for the earliest O storm was September the 7th, which was back in 2005 in the incredibly active 2005 season that we had then. Why has it been such a prolific season in terms of the amount of named storms? Well, there's two factors, really. One is that sea surface temperatures so far this year have been well above average in the Atlantic and the Caribbean Sea and the Gulf of Mexico. That allows more storms to form, to intensify, um, but we've also seen very favourable wind patterns. We're likely to see continuing to develop the La Nina pattern, where we essentially have the cool phase of the um, El Nino Southern Oscillation climate pattern. And what that means in terms of hurricanes is that it tends to mean that there's less wind shear, which is what often inhibits the formation of hurricanes. They're torn apart by wind shear in the atmosphere. La Nina conditions, you get less wind shear, which makes it more favourable for hurricane formation. And it's very likely that we'll see more named storms coming from those tropical waves over the coming days and week. And in fact, it's worth remembering that the hurricane season runs from June the 1st through to November the 30th, but actually the climatological peak of activity is around September the 10th. So we're not actually at 
the climatological peak of activity yet. That was Met Office Senior Weather Impact Scientist Helen Titley. For more information about the hurricane season and in fact the typhoon season as well, check out the Met Office Storm's Twitter feed. This week, here in the UK, we launched our Name Our Storms initiative. This year, we're partnered with MetAaron and the Dutch Met Service, KNMI. The names nominated by the general public were chosen to represent diversity and popularity of all three countries. As Will Lang, Head of Civil Contingencies here at the Met Office, explains. Our first partnership was with Ireland, and hopefully some of the links are obvious there. Not only do we share most of the same weather, certainly the storms which roll in off the Atlantic, but we also have a big overlap in both language and media. And we also work really closely with our colleagues at the Irish Met Service, Met Aaron, on a number of issues. Then in the Netherlands, they also noticed that they were not only picking up our weather, but also some of those British and Irish storm names as well. So they got in touch with us and said, can we partner with you? Can we be part of your storm naming group? And we said, yes, the more the merrier. Why do we name storms here in the UK? On the one hand, it's a bit of fun, but actually there's a really serious piece here about risk communication. And that's how you inform and engage people around something which might really affect them. And that might include severe weather. But more recently, we've seen lots of examples across the government and the media around communicating risks through COVID-19, for example. And storm naming is a kind of example of that, really. It's about getting a serious message across using modern media, something that people can engage with, share with their friends, but it really helps get that message across. Through the years, obviously the general public have chosen or nominated the names. Some make the pick, some don't. Can you give us an example of a few that haven't made the final list? We have some very creative suggestions. Storm in Teacup, uh, Stormy McStormface, of course. So there's always some interesting names on the list that we can choose from. Now, sometimes we get storms and they already have a name, so we don't change the name. There's a reason for that, is there? Yes, yeah, so this will be um, storms that come across the Atlantic and might have originally been tropical storms or hurricanes in the US or in the Caribbean, for example. And at that stage, they will have been potentially devastating, really big storms, cause some loss of life. And they already have that name and that identification amongst the public. So there's no point really in renaming them. They're not hurricanes anymore. They're not tropical storms. They've just become standard Atlantic low pressure systems. But we tend to keep those names. Um, if they are going to be particularly impactful on the UK or Ireland, we will call them storm whatever it was, the original US name. Otherwise, we'll just talk about it as X hurricane whatever the name is. That was Will Lang, and now here's Ada McGiven with the latest weather into the weekend. Low pressure will sit to the north of the UK this weekend, maintaining a showery northwesterly airflow. And in that airflow, it will also be cool. That means a Chilly starts to the weekend in some places, 5 to 7 degrees Celsius in a few sheltered spots, but a bright start, plenty of sunshine, especially for southern and eastern parts of the country. Elsewhere, frequent showers blown in by that northwesterly breeze, which will be brisk, and these showers will be carried through quickly, but they'll be on the heavy side at times, particularly for Scotland, Northern Ireland, Northern England and North Wales. One or two showers possible elsewhere, but the best of any drier and brighter spells will be in the south. Nevertheless, feeling cool in that breeze, particularly in the northwest, 14 to 16 Celsius. Further south, 
19 or 20 degrees, so most places a touch below average for the time of year. Another fresh start to Sunday and another day of sunny spells and showers. The main difference is that the focus for showers will be further south across central and southern parts of England, parts of Wales as well. Scotland and Northern Ireland perhaps a little drier, albeit with uh, plenty of cloud cover. A lighter breeze as well, so perhaps not feeling quite as cool, but temperatures still slightly below average. As we begin next week, a weather system pushes more rain into Northern Ireland, western parts of Scotland as well, where it will build up over the higher ground of western Scotland, further south, drier and brighter, and turning a little warmer by Tuesday and Wednesday. So before I go, here are your weekly extremes from Monday the 24th of August to Sunday the 30th of August. The highest max occurred at Manston in Kent. A temperature of 24.6 Celsius was recorded last Monday. Monday was also the day where the lowest minimum temperature was recorded, a low of minus 0.4 Celsius in Loch Lasarnoch in the Northwest Highlands. Monday was when we saw the highest amount of daily sunshine. Morecambe in Lancashire clocked up 12.6 hours. And finally, Storm Francis produced the most rainfall in one day last week. On Tuesday the 25th of August, Lake Vernwy in Powys received 68.4 millimetres. Thanks, Aidan. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. The producer this week is Adrian Holloway. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.